Hello and welcome to Real Talk for Mums. Two personal trainers coming together through birth trauma to bring laughs, tears and a lot of real talk around the health and well-being of mums. Unedited, raw and unapologetically ourselves, Mags and myself, Lara, aim to empower mums with the knowledge and support they deserve to live their best lives. Come join us for a new episode every week. Hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> um, here, our hosts today are Mike and Lara. We have Steph. <laughs> and we are going to speak about food labels. Um, don't always read what, don't always think what's in the front of your um, product is real. Now, Steph, would you like to get into um, our uh, <laughs> reading our labels? So, do, should we believe what's in the front of that packet if it tells me it's low fat or if it's a five star? Is that the truth? Thanks, <laughs> So, um, I'll start with the the Health Star rating first. So the Health Star rating is found on all packaged foods and the star rating goes between half a star up to five stars. So five stars being the best option. Um, and the way that it's calculated um, is in regards to the ingredients that it contains and um what risk it can put you um, at of getting things like obesity, um, heart disease and other chronic illnesses. Um, so it's used when you're comparing two similar products. So, for example, like two options of cereal. Um, I personally don't find it overly helpful because something that has a high star rating doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good option um but it's always a place to start but I would be encouraging you to turn the pack over and have a look at what's in the actual um item itself um and what you just mentioned about the um like low fat so that's called a nutrition claim um, so companies are allowed to add nutrition claims onto their product and it's when it meets certain criteria set out by the Australian government. Um, so they do have to meet strict guidelines to be able to put a nutrition claim on the product. Um, but similar with the health star rating, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good option. Um, so it's best to turn the label over itself. So what was the idea of putting the, um, that uh, star rating in the front of a product? Is that something the government came up with that, you know, we'll put this out there or is it more of a product thing of we'll put this out there because people buy more of my product because it's five star, but technically it's not good for you? Uh, both were done by the government. Um, I believe it was to try and make uh, reading food, reading labels in general easier. Um, because it's a quick reference as you're glancing through all of the different products. Um, however, it, it's not fully accurate um, and it doesn't, it only gives you a very small snapshot. It doesn't give you like good quality information uh, as you would find in the food label itself. 
Um, but yeah, both both are put out by the government. Right. Yeah. Um, and then say, um, you, oh my God, sorry, like your low, um, your low GI, your low carb, your, what mm -hmm. else is that? Your, um, you see like that? Like gluten-free. Gluten-free. I presume yeah. your gluten-free is 100% gluten-free, like they can't not mm -hmm. have gluten in those products, yeah? Yeah, with, with any of the nutrition claims, there's no way that they can lie about it. So it is factual. Um, however, you know, when we're talking about like low fat, for example, um, low fat can mean high sugar um, in like in replacing the fat. So that's where it's important to then turn it over. You know, it would be with something like yogurt um, where you might see low fat, but it might be really high in sugar. Um, but you know, there are positive health claims like reduced salt. It does mean that there's less salt in there, high fiber. We need lots of fiber every single day. So they are also really good guides. Um, and you know, people with allergies, they need to know if it's gluten-free, nut-free, um, you know, for their own health. So it, like, it is good, but it's just, it's more being mindful about the, you know, the ones like low fat. So, like, I always feel fat enough, and my reasoning is I don't like the creaminess to the full fat yeah. here, um, even mm -hmm. though it's brought up in cow's milk, and uh, mm -hmm. it's quite creamy. <laughs> but um, I prefer low-fat milk in my, um, well, all I ever have milk really is in my tea. But, um, like, is low-fat milk bad for you, or is there, like, more sugar in it, or no? No, um, it, there's very little difference uh, nutrition, nutritionally between full fat and low fat, it's, it's just the fat content. Um, there's the same, uh, amount of, um, carbohydrate and which is sugar. Um, that's the lactose. Um, but to be honest, like a lot of it comes down to personal preference, as you said, like, and sometimes people, um, it sits better in their stomach one versus the other. Um, you know, for me, uh, I, we have lactose free in our house and I prefer the, um, full cream version, uh, lactose free skim milk is quite watery to me. Um, so I don't really like the taste of it unless it was in a smoothie if I accidentally bought it. But, um, you know, in my coffee or my cereal, I prefer the full cream option. Uh, and, and both are great products. Milk's a complete, um, product in itself it's got carbohydrate protein and fat and is great for um, providing your body with calcium to help strengthen your bones anyway and as we're speaking about milk now because we're totally going off subject but um <laughs> say like um my small fella now is just well he's still going between formula and milk um mm. like is there a special brand of milk that you highly recommend putting the babies on once they transition to that or is every full cream milk good? Uh, they they are pretty much all the same. Um, that Some of them do uh, have claims that they are better than the others, um, but there's really not that much difference. Uh, it, it may be that they have slightly, you know, slightly more calcium or slightly less of something, but it would be um, quite minimal in the grand scheme of things. So 
you know, you could you could get home brand and it would still be a good option. Right. And it's um, cheaper. Yeah, yeah, because there is a big, because I looked at the A2 month the other day and I think mm. it was $50 if I'm right. I, I left it yeah. there and I bought the other one. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So back to the food labels. So how would we mm -hmm. read a food label? Like what would you want looking at you as your first ingredient when you read your um, label? So mm -hmm. if, you know, say a lot of us are buying cereal bars for our kids, um, you know, yeah. yogurt, as you said, like what ingredient mm -hmm. do we want to pop out to us first rather than, you know, a different one? Um, so the example that I like to use for people uh, for cereal is wheat bix. Um, so just your like stock standard wheat bix, and then if you compare it with the wheat bix bites, the smaller ones, like the ones that are filled with fruit or honey, um, the first ingredient on the food label for a normal wheat bix uh, is ninety seven percent wheat. And if you compare it to the wheat bix bites, um, the wheat bix bite has sixty eight percent of wheat in it. Um, which tells me that then there's another 30% of additives added into the product to, you know, fill out up to 100%. Um, whereas in the normal wheat bix, uh, there's only 3%. So uh, nutritionally, it's a much better option. And if you didn't need to make it sweeter, you could add that yourself, whether it's fruit or honey. Um, but you know exactly what you're adding and you know the ingredients in that. Whereas uh, if you got the wheat bix bites and you read the label, there may be um, ingredients or additives or preservatives added um, that you might not even know how to pronounce them or what they are. Right. And um, when it comes to ingredients actually in the list, isn't it mm. by like the first thing that you see on the list is what's yep. most in correct that okay yeah so all ingredient lists are written the same and they are all written in descending order so the product that is there first um, makes up the biggest majority and then it goes down to the product that's in there the least so when you're looking at different products if there is um salt sugar or fat that is quite high in the ingredient list um, it might be really good to try and find an alternate brand um, that can give you uh, something that's a better option than what you're currently having but you won't know until you turn um, the product over and read that food label so mags and i did it a while ago um, with muesli bars um, we were comparing the different um, Carmen's muesli bars and uh, one of them was, uh, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Mags, but it was like 45 or 46% um, of seeds. And then the other one that we had, one of the first uh, ingredients was um, sugar. The, it was like cookies and cream or something. Um, but so, it had you know, nine just... grams of protein on the label. So that's, what, yeah. that's actually another thing that, it had the mm. five star, it had its rating. I can't remember what rating it had, but it had, because why yeah. I was drawn to it was because it had protein. So it had nine yeah. grams of protein in it, mm. and that's what drew me to the bar. And then we read the back. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
first ingredient yeah. was the sugar and then the cocoa was the next ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just, just something as simple as that by, you know, taking that extra moment to just read the food label and picking up two of the same products and just making a more informed choice about which one's better for me, better for my health, or, you know, whether you're picking up things for your kids. Um, all of those little things make a difference. Yeah, because even, like, um, remember I was showing you the ones I had picked up for Sean, um, I can't remember, they were the donut ones and there was something yeah. on it, like mm-hmm. sugar-free, was it, or something? I can't remember what the writing was. Yeah. And they were like, no, I can get these again. And I was like, why? And, yeah, it was mm-hmm. quite interesting because they – the big label on them that you think that they're the best thing ever for the kids yeah yeah and and like it's not you know what I'm saying it's not to cut out these foods it's just being more mindful that you know maybe you shouldn't be having them every single day um you know it might be once or twice a week or you know you alternate with a different brand um, that has a better ingredient list so it, again, it's just being more informed so that you can make better decisions and feel more in control because nobody tells you how to read food labels in school. You're just expected to know as an adult. Um, and then, you know, once you become a parent, you have to make all these decisions for your kids as well and you want to make the best decisions that you can. So I think it's a really good skill to learn. It does take time because it is overwhelming. There's so many different brands um but it's something that if you do it enough it will become easier and then like say can we do an example say um have you got any examples of bread like is there a different bread that's better to another bread or you know that people kind of know what they're looking for on the back of the ingredient list yeah sure so um so with bread um the first thing I'll say is that all breads are good options um however to get a bad rap and it's mostly because people eat too much um so bread is a great option um it's now fortified with different vitamins and minerals um it's got fiber in there which again is good for your gut health um and it's quite versatile you can use it for breakfast lunch and dinner so it is a really good option um to have it as a meal um the the main thing with bread so the example that I normally use is Wonder White. So Wonder White is the most popular brand of bread. Um, it's found in pretty much every supermarket. Um, so when you're looking at the ingredient list of Wonder White, um, there's quite a few numbers um, because it has additives um, added to it to increase the shelf life because when it's in a supermarket, it can last uh, around about a week. Um, if you were to buy a loaf of bread from a bakery, so for example, Baker's Delight or Woolies and Coles now make their own bread in-house, um, it has a much smaller ingredient list because there are less additives and preservatives added to it. Um, it will last slightly less, so you might only get three or four days, but if you can plan your meals around using it in that time frame you know, then you'll reduce your waste or you can pop it in the freezer. Um, But it would be finding um, a bread that has a smaller ingredient list. And the ones at Baker's Delight, uh, a white loaf is the same cost as a Wonder White loaf. 
They're both $4.40 now, but you're getting a far superior product that's better for you, better for your gut um, and something that you can feel confident serving to your family. Right. And is there any other, I'll just name bread because it's something that everyone has in their house, bread, milk, like, you know, that we buy mm-hmm. every day, well, kind of every autumn yeah. or whatever. Um, just trying to think, like, say, what about our meats? You know, say meats that you can buy now that are marinated. Do, do you think mm-hmm. it's a better option of buying your own meat um, and then marinate mm-hmm. it yourself? Like, is there ingredients yeah. in there, again, preservatives in there? Or is meat mm-hmm. just what's? Um, so with meat, uh, like the, the marinades, some of them are okay. Um, if you were buying a marinade, again, you would read the food label and see what the ingredient list is. Some of them do have, um, very small amounts of additives and preservatives. And there are a few brands that don't have any, um, but I would more lean towards like, um, using herbs and spices or like the rubs that you can put on the meat um, because they're mainly made with herbs and spices and it's recognisable, the ingredients that are in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that some marinades are okay. If you can do them at home yourself, then you've got more of an idea of what's in them. And then I just thought of it there was when we were chatting as well that time about flavors. Um, mm. I uh, at the time thought going for fresh pasta, um, mm-hmm. fresh noodles was a lot better for me. But you actually said no, it's better to get dry noodles. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell people why? Yeah. So, um, so dried pasta uh, has additives added to it to make it look more appealing, and also. Um, to uh, well it it generally gives it that yellow color um which Lara and I were also talking about apricots apricots also have um, an additive added to them to turn them orange um dried apricots are naturally brown um but they don't look very appealing sorry I've gotten off topic there but um sorry uh dried pasta only has one ingredient in it whereas fresh pasta uh, it's got like eight or nine. So dried pasta, it's great because it's cheap. Um, you can get a packet of pasta for a dollar and that will go a long way. Um, whereas the fresh pasta, you know, you could be paying four or $5. Um, you know, some of the raviolis go up to $10, $11. Um, and you're getting, a, again, a much better product because you know what's in it. It's only one ingredient. Um, and the same for noodles as well. There's uh, less ingredients. And then what about, um, I can't remember what did we speak about this, was um, like your tinned, just an example, a tinned soup and fresh soup mm-hmm. out of the fridge. Is yeah. the tinned soup better? Is there less preservatives in that? Is it being in the fridge, you know, more preservatives to keep it? Or is there any difference at all in, say, a tinned tin of soup and a package? Um, do you mean the like the ones yeah, that like you can buy? Um, yeah, they're literally next to the pasta in bowls, yeah, and then you have the tinned ones. Um, mm. I don't even know where they are now. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, is there yes. a big difference between because say one is fresh and one is more concealed, I suppose, in a tin? Is there any difference between them or, um, 
there are some brands of um, tin soup that actually don't have any preservatives or if not, they may only have one or two. Um, so uh, the best brands are um, La Zupa and uh, Heart and Soul and um, the last one is the tip of my tongue. It's like it's like the Australian natural company or something. But there, there's probably three or four brands of soup um, in the like in the can section but they're not in cans they're in like um like pouches they look like pouches um but they're, they're a good the option place. they're in where the can section no yeah. yeah 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 um so their ingredient list is quite good uh I, there are a few brands of the like chilled ones um that their ingredient list is fine as well um, I think it was just like the Coles home brand um, didn't have any additives in it either. But again, they have the the fresh ones have a shorter shelf life, um, so you would need like you would need to plan to use them quite quickly. Yeah. But the the pouch ones are good to have on hand for when you're time poor and you need something quick. Perfect. Um, is there any other um, thing that you think would pop out to people that you kind of, that would be on your shopping list weekly of to choose that over another option or anything? Um, probably the biggest one that I find is yogurt. Um, that's a that's one that tends to stump a lot of people because you know as we said at the start they market it as low fat or low sugar. Um, there's so many different brands of yogurt and it can be quite overwhelming. You know, that some of the brands put, you know, they're very high in protein, which yogurt is. Um, so, uh, and, and I think we even spoke about this as well for, for Rory getting into yogurt too. So, uh, it's really important to read the food labels of yogurt. Um, a lot of the flavoured yogurts do have additives in them, um, but there are a lot of good brands um, that have really good ingredient lists, but you you do need to take a moment to read them to find um, to find one that would suit you, uh, you know, whether it's a one kilo tub that you can divvy out or there are some pouch varieties that are good options. Um, you would just need to be mindful of the sugar content uh, that's in the yogurt because they can get quite high quite quickly, particularly for the ones that are flavoured, um, either with fruit or, you know, caramel or something like that. Are those ones, um, those chocolate ones, how do they get their chocolate milk kind of thing, aren't they? Paul's makeup. Yeah. Call yeah, them, I know. They, I know yeah, yeah, I know the ones you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, they're good for kids. <laughs> mm. You know, that's yeah. their target is kids. Uh, it's quite interesting. Yeah, because um, yeah. obviously, for kids, I've never taken any notice any of that. <laughs> like, yeah. um, now yeah. I have no choice. I have to. Have you heard of um, um, supermarket swap? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that account really good. What do you think of it? Yeah, yeah, that's really good. So, um, What's that, Lara? 
you haven't heard of it, it's um, it's called Supermarket Swap, and it actually shows you photos and explains ingredients and it, it goes through all the products in the supermarkets and says um, which is a better option to choose the ones with less ingredients and the more quality without having all of the additives and the e-numbers ah. it's just on instagram if anyone um we can share the link in the um in the notes below to help anything to make mom's life easy exactly. <laughs> How's everyone dying to out of it? <laughs> Here in South Australia, we've got school holidays because Victoria's gone back and I don't know about the rest of the world. <laughs> um, do you think, you is there anything else, Jeff, you'd like to cover? Do you reckon you've covered everything or? Um, the only other point that I would make is that when you're reading food labels, there's normally two columns of information. The one on the left is... Um, per serve and then it gives you a breakdown of um of the nutrition you know carbs protein fat and then on the right hand side is um per 100 mils or per 100 grams it's always best when you're comparing products that are the same to compare the right hand column which is per 100 mils or 100 grams because it will be the same across all products um, if you go per serving, if you're looking at two different brands, they might have a different amount as a serve. Um, so then you're not able to accurately compare. So just look at the right hand side um, and you'll get a, a much better comparison. That's my last point. Brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on today, Steph. And uh, again, thank you to all our listeners. <laughs> um, for listening to us and if you have any questions we will have a point of contact for Steph um, and uh, we will chat again next week. Uh, who is on next week, Laura? No idea. <laughs> Lara's the organised freak I just saw. <laughs> we'll cut this well, thank you all for listening. And if you want, give us a review, share us on Instagram, and we will chat again soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Still recording.